What's up? What's up? We're back. How are we back doing? Back in black? Doing good, dude. I'm doing good. Yeah, can it's you raining out here, man. Yeah. I'm wet. Cool. So we are. We took two weeks off. And now we're back. Um, excited to be back. I am. Yeah. Yeah. My roof is leaking behind me. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's raining like crazy today. It was like, it was like, super hot and dry the past like three days, and then. Yeah. Right. Raining today. So. Um. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Anybody who's here and wants to join in, please leave a comment. Or, um, yeah, we're going to be talking on where is there peace and justice when we can't see it. Um, and I guess this would be for believers um, specifically. Yeah, well, I mean, but at the same time. You know, for people who don't believe, um, that's like, I think one of their biggest uh, reasons why they don't believe is, uh, you know, um, for someone who's a mature believer, they might still have have trouble understanding why uh, bad things happen. And, uh, you know, I, I, I go through life, I don't experience peace most of the time in a lot of areas. And I see injustice every single day, especially now with our technology and our uh, the way we can see things through the internet and uh, airwaves and things like that. So as a believer myself, <laughs> it's really hard, you know, to accept a lot of those things and then also uh, stay in communication with our creator in the midst of those things and say, you know, why... You know, don't you do something about certain things like, you know, but then as a believer, I have to say, like, why and why, what, what, you know, what part do I have to play in this? Is, is it, is it his responsibility to take care of? And, and when he says his ways are higher than my ways, um, am I going to tell him he's wrong and that I know better? You know, it's just, it's just that, that type of thing. You know, but but for the non-believer too, I think it's just like they they want to know just as much as we want to know and be secure. And our people, you know, our evil is evil in this world going to be uh, taken care of or punished. Um, and are we ever going to have peace in certain areas in our life um, when we seem to find none as much as we look for it? Yeah. Um, yeah. First, I would I would kind of want to understand like why like why do we not feel peace? Like, um, I guess why like why why do we have this this like empty feeling or this feeling of just um, uh, I don't know, just like not just not having peace and i just i think the first thing that we would have to understand is that 
we are naturally living as an enemy of God through sin, through a sin nature, right? And so if you can under, if you kind of start there and understand like, oh, okay, it kind of starts with this sin nature that automatically is putting us against God. When we're against God, you're not going to feel peace because he created us. So, um, and when we, when we continue to live to like please ourselves, it's just always going to be empty because we're not pleasing God. Um, because we're acting like we're our own gods. And so I think when you're constantly just living for yourself and you keep just going against God and you're just um, going the other direction, I think that's why peace is just so not found by a lot of our society these days because they're living for themselves and they're, they're, they're their own God, essentially. I, I agree, dude. Um, and, you know, even secular people that, that, you know, I listen to, and if it resonates with the Holy Spirit, then I'm like, oh, they figured something out, you know, or God's talking to them and using them, whether they like, whether they know it or not, because they're saying the same things that I feel and I read in scripture and hear from the Spirit myself. But um, just, yeah, I, I think honestly, there's a huge uh, perspective aspect to having peace and finding it and uh, and knowing peace, especially as a believer too. It's like we're not immune to our brains and our minds uh, playing tricks on us. And personally, I believe there are forces. We're in a spiritual battle. There are forces acting on us every single day to try to influence our thoughts and it's a battle for our mind it really is and just a simple a simple uh slogan somebody came up with that i really really agree with is you can't think your way into right action in this life but you can act your way into right thinking and it just makes so much sense because you know it's like thinking about things until you you basically rot from thinking about it forever is not going to change anything in this world or in your situation or in your life because thinking is not action but action produces fruit and, you, and your thoughts follow that action because you see the fruit of your actions and, and, and God causes these things to happen. And that's how he uses his body to perform miracles for people and, and bless the world. And you just see it all over scripture from the Old Testament all the way through the New. You know, what did, you, did Jesus just sit in a synagogue and tell people about the scriptures they already knew from birth by heart and say, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pray and we gotta just talk about God's word. And that was like very, very, like a very minuscule part of his ministry. Most of it was going around touching leprous people who, if you touch someone with leprosy, you got it, you know, and they were outcasts. And he went around because he had that power and just chose to, you know, show people the glory of God and God's love. And uh, people just couldn't believe because the, you know you had people like the Pharisees, they were the teachers. They didn't do that kind of stuff. It was very much, you know, we teach you and do as I say, not as I do, because they didn't do a whole lot. 
And then you look at people like John the Baptist, who prepared the way for Christ. He was doing a lot. And that's why that's why they got rid of him. Um, yeah. And I think there's that that's the tendency for a lot of people to not do a lot because you're going to draw that attention to yourself. And uh, you will be an outcast. You will not be accepted by the world. And sadly, you won't be accepted by most of the body of, you know, of Christ. And that's the sad reality of it is uh, to be a true follower of Christ. And when he says you have to give, you know, you have to be willing to leave behind brother, mother, father, and sister, and your family and everyone you care about. To, and you have to pick up your cross and follow me. That's not just a, I mean, it's not just like a, uh an allegory or whatever it's like picking up your cross means you're going to be crucified with him um yeah I love you know metaphorically but jesus, also, jesus didn't only die on the cross um because of our sins he died on the cross to show us how how to die yeah i get i i, I see that dude yeah. you're right you're right. Um, and then, uh, you know, as far as peace goes, you know, I just think him coming down and becoming fully man and fully God in the, fl in the flesh. Somebody said this the other day that made so much sense to me and on, on the issue of suffering and human suffering and pain. And this goes along with not having peace, right? Because that's the opposite of peace in life. Um, and he chose to participate in our suffering in the 33 years he was here on this earth ultimately dying on a cross but the whole time the sorrow the emotions they were all very much upon him um and and what kind of god would would choose to he you know he showed us he knew that pain and suffering. He was willing to go through the same suffering that we were going through. And, you know, it's, and, and so peace, you know, that's just, just you just have to meditate and, and really just get into the word, I think, on that. Um, I wish I had a lot of scriptural examples for that. It's just, um, you know, but uh, is there anything else you wanted to say on, on, on peace? Yeah. Um... First, firstly, we can like we can remember that Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Um, yeah, um, and so, so if we understand that he's the reason, he is the reason for our peace. When we follow him, he is the reason for it. Um, so, like I said earlier. Our sin separated us from God. And so once we understand that, we understand that Jesus came in and died on the cross and paid the debt that we had created so that we can have peace because sin separated us so we don't have peace anymore. And he's called the Prince of Peace. He's the one who gives us confidence to go um, boldly to God and you know the gospel is peace um, yeah it is man it, for, you know, for the for the believer someone anyone who's willing to accept it 
And I think that's where we lose our peace too, is uh, going off of what you just said, man. I just had this thought that a lot of the reasons we don't have peace is because we are focusing on that sin that we, you know, we, we say we believe we were forgiven of. Sure. Yeah. But but we still want to focus on it, like we like it's still there or something, you know. Like it, you know, it wasn't completely gone. I continue to sin daily, so it must not have really been powerful enough, or it must not have worked because I still feel this sin nature pulling me down, and I continue to sin daily. Um. Well, I think the first, yeah, I, I just think like with that, the first thing you should notice if you are still stuck in your sin daily and like frustrated, that's a good sign. That means, that means something's happening. That means you're not okay with it. That means the spirit is, is in you and, and it's, the spirit is battling your flesh. Cause I noticed, you know, before I was saved, like living in sin was just something I did. You just, you just, you just did it. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like it felt weird or it was like, um, I don't know. It's just, you know, once you, right. once you start to notice that your sin is, is frustrating you and you like, you want to stop. That's why Paul says like, I do what I don't want to do. And I don't want, and I don't do what I, what I want to do. Um, it's because our, we're naturally, you know, our flesh is just wanting um, to sin. And so, yeah, I think that's one thing that we can try and hold hope on is it's a good thing if you're feeling frustrated with your with yourself and your sin. Um, because that's a sign that something's happening. Something's changing. So, yeah. That's, that's a good point, man. Um but, and then just ultimately to just, you know, it's a spiritual war that we're in, man. And, um, it's just to fight that, just to fight those feelings and, and go back to God's truth and say, he said he, his sacrifice was enough. And when he tells the Israelites, this is Old Testament, through the prophets, he's telling them, let's settle this. Come now, let's settle this now. Uh, I will, I will forgive you if you turn from your sin you repent I will forgive you and I will be your God and you will be my people I will I will cast your sins as far away as the east is from the west I will remember them no more though your sins were scarlet red they will be white as snow and just he's telling these people that through prophets like Isaiah and so this is not a Jesus revelation yeah. um it's god reaching out to humanity and telling them look i know you can't settle this on your own it's too it's too it's too big for you you can't you can't wipe away the sin from your soul and your heart i want to be your god and i want you to be my people but it has to be uh it has to be mutual um you have to you have to open the door when i knock and as long as you're still doing that um you know there's hope there's hope to come to that piece uh eventually 
I think, um, and just realize when God says, I will remember your sins no more, how, how come we're the only ones that remember them? If he says he forgets it, and you, you surely can, you can try it in your yeah. repentance, but you're still going to remember the sins that God said, I will blot them out, and they will be white as snow. And as far as the east is from the west, is is immeasurable. Uh, it means, you know, I don't remember them anymore. Quit bringing them up to me in your prayers even. Don't come to me and say, yeah, but I used to do this. And forgive me for this that I used to do years ago. Because God's like, man, man I, told you, I told you to move on from this because I have bigger things for you to worry about than your past. You know, your past is is behind you. You're not going that direction. So why are you looking and, and you know, just thinks about the story of uh, Lot and his wife turning into a pillar of salt because she looked back at Sarah when it was being destroyed and she turned into a pillar of salt and she was looking back at her life that she used to have there and not what, you know, just the evil, the, the uh, evil of what was happening. Me right now, um, but you know, yeah, and then of course Paul says the same thing, man. Um, Paul says the same thing. He says, "Forgetting what is behind, and pressing towards what is in front of us." Um, I press on towards the goal, which is Christ, and only Christ, only Him. You know, um, because He had a lot of baggage that He could have just sat in and been like, "Well, I was wrong." And he could have taken he could have took his own life, honestly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Judas went and committed suicide after what he did, betraying Jesus. Um, he couldn't live with himself. Uh, I'm pretty sure Peter was suicidal because he he denied Christ three and told him he wouldn't ever leave his side. You know, he would he would kill people for him. He would never let them you know take him. And right. when Jesus told before the rooster crowed he would deny him three times and, and it happened and he realized that I'm, I'm pretty sure he was going off throw a millstone around his neck and jump in the ocean um, after that you know because they, they just couldn't find him and then Jesus appears to him on, on the beach and, and says come let's, let's have breakfast he resurrected and he asked him three times do you love me Peter and it was a it was like a, a, you know, a moment of three times he denied him, and now three times he gets to say, "I do love you, I do love you," and it was like Jesus yeah. saying, "Good, you're gonna be, you're gonna on this rock, I'm gonna build my church. You know, you're gonna tend my sheep," um, and just giving him that peace that I forgive you. And uh, these these examples are not something that they just they're not stories to be like. Oh, that's cool. But just taking all that into account and saying, look, there's these different paths we can go down. You know, but are we going to accept them? Are we going to accept uh, the, the gift of eternal life here and, and now? And, and the kingdom, bring the kingdom down now to this earth and show other people uh, that it's possible to experience that peace in this life. Um, yeah. So good, man. I think my I think my mic just went out, but I I still hear you. 
It did change, though. It did, yeah, because... <laughs> This is this is because when somebody tries to call me, it's like, dude, just it seems like it seems like uh, when I try to my podcast, people want to try to call. Me. Oh, yeah, for a silly reason, uh, like, oh, well, you're gonna do it like right at seven o'clock, like you know I'm doing this. Come on, I know you can go so, all um, day without like a call or anything. Exactly, it's always when when you got. It's always like when I have like a Zoom meeting with somebody that somebody has to call me over and over yeah 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 oh i don't i mean i'm not gonna get um but yeah i think my i think my mic went out or my bluetooth went out but uh i can still talk i guess if it's if it's sounding bad are you um, are you on a phone microphone now seems like it man seems like it okay um all good um yeah, so I, get, I don't know, like two things I was kind of taken from what you were saying um, was that so a believer in Christ now has peace in like two areas. Like one, one area is like our conscience. Like it's like the things that we did before and how we acted and who we might have been before. The Bible says... In Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things have become new. And so you can, you can hold hope that like God has made you into a new person, new creation. Let's move forward. He sees it as you. We are moving forward um, through Jesus. And so um, that's like the first area is you can now, no matter how far, what like Paul used to kill Christians. <laughs> And now he's, and then he's being used by God immensely. So, um, yeah, I think that's just the first area. Um, secondly, we have peace in our, 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 like our fear of dying and our fear of, or just, I guess just fear in general, you kind of have a peace about it. Um, Like the cross fulfilled what we what what made us right with God, so now it's like now what do you have to fear? You have God on your side. What what is there to fear? God is for us. Who can be against us, right? Um, right. So, yeah. So I look at it in in, in two ways. Um, you know, you're a new creation. This doesn't mean that you can live however you want now. Like you're like oh I'm saved. Uh, my sins aren't aren't are just always going to be washed away i think a truly truly born believer wants to strive for that new creation you want to continue to have like this lifestyle of repenting and 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 like i said earlier your sin's going to start bothering you you're going to become very aware of it you're not going to be perfect um but i think somebody who's like truly born again you're going to want to you're going to have the desire to want to stop sinning you're not just going to keep sin, living in sin and then try and do, try and earn God's grace or try and, um, you know, like say a bunch of prayers because you think it's going to please God. Um, I think somewhere in your heart, you're going to truly feel that, that change that you want to have happen um, because you are a new creation now. Um, 
Yeah. Did you get all that? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. On, you know, on the, on the, on the topic of justice, um, you know, we don't see a lot of it in today's evil world that we, that we, um, sure. you know, I just, I was just thinking about, uh, the story of Joseph Stalin, uh, you know, he killed more Jewish people at a genocide bigger than the Nazi Germans in World War II. And it's no, he died of old age at a, at a pretty age, uh, peacefully in his bed, um, surrounded by, you know, all these, all these people taking care of him and, uh, just in comfort. And as far as I know, was cursing God on his bed, on his, uh, deathbed. Uh, and, uh, it just, it just makes me think, you know, he, he should have died. You know, everybody would have liked to see somebody like that die, uh, in our, in our sense of justice you know we would like to see yeah. somebody like that suffer in this life or die of a painful uh horrible death and it just wasn't the case in that in that instance and that's just one example um uh, our idea of justice um you know could it be you know the devil actually influencing our idea of what justice is in God's sight and what it truly is because we're all we're all eternal beings and we all into you know prophecy and according to the resurrection of Christ are all going to be resurrected one day and judged for the things that we've said and done and there's a hope for justice in the life after this that um, right. is either really comforting to people who trust God or really, really uh, horrible and they hope is not true for many other people that live in this life um, and perpetrate evil. Um, and the Bible talks about it a lot and says, you know the wicked get away with everything they did they, they you know they say we'll we'll never get caught so we keep doing it you know nobody's going to stop us but yeah. they don't know that the eyes of the lord are upon them and he sees every wicked thing that they've done and his his judgment is waiting for them and uh you know they will be repaid for what they have done um and it's hard to tell somebody those things you know yeah. um and this is why a lot of people don't believe, but there are diehard believers that, you know, their whole family's martyred and they're the next one in line, you know, but you're going to tell them it's okay. We get justice in the next life or, you know, but they're suffering now. Yeah. And a lot of people are suffering now. Yeah. And, and how do you come to terms with those things? Um, you know, it's the, it's the people that, that, are like I'm too blessed to be stressed, and you're like, what world are you living in? Yeah, it's the you're same. You're not with... living. Yeah, it's the same with all the American Christians who say, um, who say, oh, everything happens for a reason. You know, you know, God does 
everything for a reason. It's like, how are you supposed to tell somebody when they're when their child dies that oh that happened for a reason it's like wait a minute like not everything happens for a reason you know um there's there's not a the ton reason. of injustice yeah yeah what just, yeah we have they, free will they would have in, to tell in this world Go ahead. oh absolutely they would have to tell me what reason it happened for sure and then i and then i would take them seriously but just to give a blanket statement like that and say well, yeah, they're dancing with Jesus right now, and yada yada yada. And I'm like, where did you find that in Scripture? <laughs> you know, right. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, waiting for Him to say, "Go ahead and and saddle the horse up." You know, right? It's just where did you find that? You're just you're you're throwing out these, and it might be a doctrine of demons, honestly, if I'm honest, to to sit here. And lie to yourself about certain things and lie to other people when God is like, this is not how I operate. And this is not what I, you know, what I, or what I want to happen to anyone on this earth. And it, it just brings me to that, to, to the story that Jesus, uh, if anybody wants to find it, where he's telling the disciples you know, or they ask him this question actually because they're all like, "Well, so when the when this when we had an earthquake and the building fell down and it killed so many people, just all of them died. Was that God's judgment on that on that town or those people? Were they living sinfully and and were they at odds against God?" And Jesus told them blatantly, you know. This is, you know, youth, God's ways and your ways. You don't know what you're even talking about to suppose that God wanted to kill all of those. How many of those people were wicked and how many were righteous that lost their lives? And then you can look at scriptures where I think it's in the same area where he says God brings rain on the righteous and the wicked. And in and, and scriptures like when he says, talks about the harvest um of these talking about the harvest and he uses the parable about, about the farmer and his servants say there's a lot of weeds that came up with the with the bar harvest and the wheat should we cut the weeds out or should we pull the wheel and the farmer says yeah the farmer being god you know in the parable he says yeah. no if you pull the weeds out now you're going to hurt the the wheat and the and the barley you're going to ruin the crop let them grow up together, and then when they're fully grown, we'll harvest it, and the weeds will be thrown into the furnace, and we will collect the and the and the wheat together. But if I was to pull the weeds, if you were to pull the weeds now, thinking that oh we need to get rid of all these weeds, then it would ruin what's you know supposed to grow up and what's supposed to be healthy. Um, and so it's just such a big picture of how God's is being held out for the salvation yeah. of the world still, even after the sacrifice of, of Jesus that he sent. Um, just, just all these things are, are just so eye-opening to be how our ways are not our justice and our sense of whether or not peace is what it should be for us really influenced by the world a lot and influenced by demonic 
voices that we hear either audibly through uh, other people that manifest it, airwaves and, yeah. and uh, uh, media, or just I think, and we're we're being deceived whether we know it or not a lot of times, and so that's why it's so important to get right back into the word and just see. Even Jesus was trying to tell these people, don't suppose that these people deserved judgment, you know, and that's why they perished, you know. Um, it's, it's just all these different things kind of like intersect where Jesus is telling telling them, don't you don't know as much as you think you know. And yeah. uh, so uh, that gives me a lot of, it gives me a lot too to just realize this this is bigger than we can try to explain um because if we could try, try to explain it we'd be in worse predicament i think we would be you know distraught and and, and hopeless honestly i think because if we knew every in and out of what was going on uh i think we would be suicide we would just you know, a lot of different things would, would overcome us. Mental illness would run rampant among the body of believers yeah. as well. And it, and it already is. Who am I kidding? You know, but we do it to ourselves. And that, like, I've heard this so many times where, you know, you know, a lot of us, most of the things that we have in life are a direct result from our own actions or our actions. And there's the there's the percentage that was not our doing that other people have done to us, but for the most part, it's our baby. It's, it's our, our it's our uh, you know. No, we can't blame anybody but ourselves for a lot of the things that yeah. we have now. So that's good, man. Yeah. Um... Yeah, again, so I just, so again, God uses all things for good. Not everything happens for a reason. True. True. Yeah, I would. And that's where I people, yeah, I guess that's where I people think, get it twisted, man. But just change a little yeah. bit of the word, you know, change a little bit of the word. Yeah. And you're completely in a different ball field. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell people that this bad thing in your life happened for a reason. Um, because then that, that just makes people think like, oh, this, this, this God allowed this pain to happen for to me. Um, so he must want me to, to suffer. And that's not totally true. You know, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I would venture to say it's not yeah. true at all. You know? Yeah. No. Um, and that's and that's really just the war and and the devil himself wanting us to believe there's a little bit of truth to that. God doesn't really, you know, mean what he says. You know, the little bit of knowledge that he does right. uh, allow us to have. You know, it's like the devil's done that since the Garden of Eden. He's holding out on you. You know, he doesn't want you to know him that that much. So what would you, so he'll would even you say use, to people? Like, Sorry about that. Um, what would you say to people like Christians who are just like in the mindset that 
this world is terrible and we're just gonna I'm just gonna live until Jesus returns um, I also think that's a problem to just I, I think that's a big a big problem in, in Christianity is I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to church I'm just gonna kind of lay back and wait till Jesus returns because this world is this world is screwed up and evil is everywhere and I'm saved so I'm just gonna sit back and and watch Fox News and, and look at all the all the the evil that's happening in this world you know what I mean like it's just kind of mm -hmm. it's just it's just kind of very um, like you were saying there's, there's there's not a whole lot of action there there's n there's not a whole lot of like belief that that God is everywhere that God loves the world that um, that God wants his kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven um, yeah. yeah I don't I don't really know where I was going with that but I just feel like there's like this complacency within within Christianity that oh this world is evil and it's just it's gonna go down in flames so I'm just gonna sit back and and go to church on Sundays and that'll be good enough and just wait till Jesus returns <laughs> yeah well it's it's just a it's, it's a complete shame um in the sight of heaven I think the angels are looking down and saying they just don't get they don't know who their you know who their creator is um they have an idea of who they of who their creator is but they don't know him. and uh if they knew him they would know his uh his desire is for us to take care of this world and take care of the poor the widow and the orphan the sick the the, the you know the the needy um, the hurting and show and show them how to fix that but we how do you fix somebody else if you can't even fix yourself so that's sure. the problem we have now, especially here in america make no mistake they're partly correct the world is going to go down it's going to spiral down before it starts to spiral up again it's going to get a lot worse but people i think are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good and what a shame it is to come God on Judgment Day and say, well, I just didn't know what to do. And God's just like, I told you everything to do. You just didn't want to listen to it. You, you copped out. Mm. Just like the world wanted you to. Just like the devil told you, it's okay. Go ahead. You can eat that fruit because it's not that big of a deal. And meanwhile, we all hold hands and walk to hell together. Just singing hymns because say, oh, the devil's shaking in his boots because we're singing hymns. And, and he's like, I know the scripture better than you do. I'm an ancient being. I know God's word more than you do. That's why I can deceive you so well. This doesn't scare him at all. But you go out there and you give somebody a sandwich that's starving or you give you, you put your money in somebody's pocket that needs it that's a threat you know it's so it's, it's just like how backwards are we man yeah. um and it's just this just when when jesus says I, there's so many people that 
came come to him and say, "Oh, you know, we we danced in your in your honor, and we you know we sang songs and look at the church today. That's about all done. Aside from those that do real ministry and do real missionary work, and how many of those people is God going to say, I never knew you? Um, that's just yeah. a sad reality, but." I think it, it kind of boils back like we have to f- learn how to fix ourselves before we can be of any help to anyone else. Um, not to be qualified like we talked about in the last in the other podcast, but there's no qualification yeah. to share the gospel and to heal people and show them God, God's love. If that's all you do is uh, rah rah sis boom ba let's go eat lunch it's you know or let's go watch the football game because church is on Sunday and we better get out of here in 20 minutes after a drive by sermon with a couple of scriptures the devil's over there like good I don't even have to I don't even have to spend time on these people these people are lost so good man uh... <laughs> I really like that I'm just borrowing from I'm just borrowing from some other people that just like tell it like it is, man. Sure. And it just resonates with me, so I never forget it. And it comes out in these moments, these discussions, because it's so true. And I think the disciples, if they were here today, would be like, "You guys have got a lot of." They took over, well, Paul single-handedly took over continents and converted so many people the gospel of Christ and changed so much of their culture they were throwing their kids to the fire pagan religion they were cutting them their gods throwing their kids to the fire we're still doing that today with abortion yeah I was uh I was reading I pulled up this passage in Isaiah uh, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 21 through 23 and so this is Isaiah talking about how bad Israel has become how um, morally wrong they've become and when I hear this it just sounds like America so um, here, I'll just it real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> and it just cracks me up because I'm just like, man, this is literally America. Um, yeah. It says, Isaiah the prophet decried the state of Jerusalem in his day as the city once was full of justice. Righteousness used to dwell in her. But now, murderers, your silver has become dross. Your choice wine is diluted with water. Your rulers are rebels, partners with thieves. They all love bribes and chase after gifts. They do not defend the cause of the fatherless. The widow's case does not come before them. And then he says, um, justice is far from us. We look for justice, but find none. Justice is driven back and righteousness stands at a distance. The Lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice. 
and so yeah um i just i hear all that and it's just man is this not america like partners with thieves rulers are rebels um you know self-righteous materialistic um selfish you know what i mean like it's just um yeah i just yeah. i just look at i just look at america as just you know bad things happen injustices happen um and you know it's unfair you know because but it's just the lifestyles that people have chosen to go through that is causing a lot of this injustice um yeah i think there just there's a scripture. yeah just like oh sorry just like old time israel our world just continues to drift further and further from god and the more and more we get further from god the more you're gonna see some a lot of unfairness a lot of people without peace a lot of people all about themselves and stuff like that no i agree man yeah i i don't know what scripture it is but it, you know i think it says they gave themselves over to a depraved nature and yeah it's evident that that's happening and nothing is new under the sun it's been like this since the days of noah but they gave themselves over a depraved over to a depraved nature it means they decided that this is where they're going to put all their all their uh all their coins in one pot basically you know like this is it this is the hill i'm gonna die on um and i think about our government here in the uh us and i don't think anybody's really a fan of the government unless they're getting a check from them but <laughs> Let's just be let's just be honest, you know. And even then, they're just like, I don't trust them, you know. But you'll still take that money and vote for them. Uh, see how see how far they've just signed up. You know, people have just signed yeah. up. It's like, let me get what I can. And I think about it like this: we're gonna run it until the wheels fall off of this cart, and that's the mentality. And even for the body of believers, I'm gonna get what I can until this thing falls apart until it is until there's no more because that's eventually what everybody knows is going to happen so get it while it's good and they will right they will run it until the wheels fall off um and then you've got the the true remnant of believers that are just it seems like biding their time a lot but there's 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 a calling on our on our lives and power available to us to do far greater than bide our time there's a time for everything like it's, it's for killing there's a time for peace you know there's a time for war um and and and, and we have to be conscious of what season it is for us and uh just move in the holy spirit and be conscious of his direction um and not step out of line because we might jump the gun on some things and that's i think what the devil's hoping he wants to provoke us into non non god-led uh 
action, I guess you would say, non-God inspired. Like, you know, I think about the, uh, uh, you know, the disciples well, but then when they tried to go out and, and uh, uh, dispel demons from certain people, it didn't work. And they were just beat up and they came back to Jesus and was like, why didn't it work? And and he was basically, and he just gave them an answer they didn't expect. Like this only comes out from prayer and fasting, meaning it's nothing that you can do. It's it's like you can pray and fast, but it's gonna be God who decides to give you that power to do it. So um, I forgot, you know, where we, what we were talking about. I just went off in a little bit of a tangent there, but. Um, all good man so i would like so there's yeah so there's this area of the church i guess or christians that are are always looking at what god used to do or someday jesus is going to come back what god will do um but man the opportunity we have to do stuff right now what is god doing right now um what does god want to do right now with people um you know i just i just feel like a lot of christians have given up because it's so they see so many bad things they're just like i'm just gonna just wait for jesus to come back or you know and i don't yeah. know one of the best advice i ever got was um, is uh, if you want to if you want to be closer to God, go to where you see God moving, um, <clears throat> and that could be your church. That could be, um, you know, that could be somebody you know who's following Christ. Like what I've done, I you know I moved closer to you, Luke, because we want I want to see you know I want to grow in my faith as well, and so you know you need you need. Christians around you to help, um, you know, steward that, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I just, I just, I just, yeah, I just want to, I just want people to have hope that God's doing things right now. He is, he is, he sees everything. He's doing things right now. Um, and you can be a part of that, um, right now. You just have to just let the like follow the holy spirit let the holy spirit work on some of these things that are that are so bad in this world you know it's not your job to completely fix everything it's not your job to um you know figure out why some of this unfairness is happening or why um you know innocent people are victimized um i am right you know realize that this is a big god that we serve he sees everything he knows everything um follow the holy spirit know what know what he wants you to do and your role to play in his plan right now he's doing stuff right now you don't have to just live to wait for jesus to come back he's doing stuff right now and so um yeah that's just part I hope that gives some Christians hope that, you know, God is moving right now. Man, he's doing good things, too. Just amazing, incredible things. And you can be a part of that if we just um, if we just submit to him, you know? You're right, man. Yeah. You're right. I think it's, it's been a, a play 
this is old as time. Nothing is new under the sun. The, the devil, if he can have us, he's, he's like, well, you know, I can't really take them from God. I can't take them from the love of God or separate them from his love because he's bestowed it upon them. And if they received his spirit, I'm going to confuse them to a point where they can't see straight and they turn on one another even. And the church is fighting itself. Um, and if they're busy doing those things and focusing on all the evil that's going on that I'm perpetrating on this earth as the God of this world, then they have no chance. If they're not following and putting their eyes on God, you know, and like when Moses raised the scepter in the in the desert that had a snake, a bronze snake on it, you know, when people got bit by poisonous snakes and they were going to die, as long as they looked upon that scepter, then the poison left them and they were they were healed. They 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 didn't die from the snake bites, but everyone got bit by poisonous snakes, uh, and that was their their healing, and it was a it was a symbol of turn your eyes to God and you know that that scripture where it says resist the devil and he will flee from you but then right. people stop there it's funny how people stop there but there's a whole other part to that sentence and verse where it says and submit yourself to God so you can resist the devil but if you stop there and say I'm good that's all he needs you to do like it's easy he's like fine you know, but you're not gonna go close. You're not gonna get closer to God. That's all I care about is you, not. You know, being close with Him, like understanding what He wants you, like being protect, actually protected. So you're gonna keep yeah. going in that cycle of despair and just being tormented by the enemy. Um, and, and then just one last thought I had too is you know how the Holy Spirit is. Uh, you know, likened to a dove, and uh, symbolically, and it says it came up, it came down out of the sky like a dove uh, when Jesus was baptized, um, the Holy Spirit. And I just think of Him still being that kind of model for us as humans to to kind of be like, oh, that's His image. Um, and if you know anything about doves, they're really sensitive. In the physical, where if you if you're arguing and there's a window open and there's some doves sitting outside, they'll fly away. They don't. They can't be around that if you're being negative or yelling, and they'll just fly away because they're sensitive to those things. They don't like arguments and things like that. And I think the Holy Spirit is the exact same way. He's like, I need you to be. Uh, I need you to be calm. And I need you to pray for that and, and get that spirit of patience because the devil is trying to provoke you to quench the Holy Spirit and then also by by extension turn off the entire world to what the Holy Spirit is and, and, and what it is to be a believer and a follower of God because they don't want to be like you, you know, if you're like... It, just be honest. If you're like that, the world does not want what you have. You have to show them that 
they 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 probably want what you have and they don't see it in a lot of believers so that's yeah. just that's just the last thought i had you know on uh when it comes to faith walking and uh, being conscious of those type of things and we can't be provoked into anger um and act on it out of that anger you know and that's where the emotions come into and keeping those in check it's a battle yeah like i mean you were kind of talking about that this week with the i mean with the the king supers cashier right oh yeah man <laughs> you know you, yeah you know me too i you know i there a lot of times i with customer service i'm like I, I just noticed these days people who work in customer service are so rude like they they really just don't want to be there and it sucks it sucks when you know when you're nice to someone who works in customer service and they're just completely rude to you and mm-hmm. you just want to you just want to blow up and scream at this person <laughs> you know yeah I mean it it says, you know, that the tongue is is uh, reckless, and who can who can tame it, you know? And, uh, but to be able to do that is just an anomaly. But uh, yeah, just you know, not to boast about it, but yeah, just a short little example, or just a short little explanation about what you're talking about is I was trying to scan some some avocados or something, and I wanted to just do it. I was in the self checkout. I'm gonna look them up by picture, right? And just put the number of avocados I have, and this person just like kind of like with an angry energy came up and and actually took them out of my hands and said yeah. you can just scan them they have a barcode on them and so i'm like and i just said oh well they're in a bag he's like it'll still scan and so he had enough gumption to just take what i was holding out of my hands pretty bluntly and I just didn't react. I just let him do what he was going to do. And he's like, how many are there? And then he punches the number in. And I was just like, I didn't even say thank you or anything. I just kept checking out my items and, you know. Um, but that was a very real moment of just like, hmm. You know, some people are really comfortable with those type of things. And just yeah. being able to, to keep myself centered and not even really react to it. So yeah. after the fact, I'm like, that was interesting, you know, Yeah. because I could see somebody else or even myself at one point in my life being like, quit touching my food, yeah. you know, or something, just saying anything yeah. to be like, put it like, we feel like we have to put somebody in their place or something, you know, and that's our flesh. So, you know, you know, there's a change happening when you when you choose to trust God and you stay close to him and you pray and you, and you stay in his word because things that you used to probably do, um, you don't do anymore and you take comfort in that. So I do. Yeah. There was a scripture that I wanted to go over before we, before we leave. Um, And it kind of talks about like injustice in Romans twelve nine. Um, Paul says, uh, "Beloved, never avenge yourselves. So, so never do you know revenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is for it is written, 
vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So, um, yeah, just I want to leave hope with that. Like, just leave with that scripture. Finish this podcast on that one. That God is Good. God is a scary God, man. And um, He says vengeance is His, and He will repay. So, you know, um, I think we're I think you know Paul's talking a little more over a little like on things a little more serious than like a grocery the grocery store uh clerk but um oh yeah you know whenever i hear for it is written it just you know to me it sounds like for it is promised that god god is watching he is a wrathful god as well as he is loving and um he says he will repay so you can you can live knowing that god will repay someday um these injustices that you might see or that have might have happened to you um yeah totally yeah i mean yeah i i think i i think i already said it though too it's just uh, uh, what you just said just makes me want to say it again though just his patience and 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 withholding his wrath upon the world is something that we should be thankful for um yeah in a lot of ways because we don't want to see his wrath come down judgment day is going to be terrible for a lot of people and great for many um and uh you know just 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 to have the other perspective of he's actually being gracious and merciful by not coming down or setting in motion judgment day because there's a lot of people that might still be saved that might still uh have a chance and he's holding out that wrath uh so that some of us may be saved still and that's the parable of the wheat and the weeds you know that, that i'm saying you know just it all goes together man yeah but let them grow yeah. together yeah, but it's up to us to, you know, to to do what we can to, uh, I guess, bring the kingdom down, man. And and the kingdom sure. has that justice, that righteous justice, you know. So, um, but the battle is the Lord's. Yeah, yeah. The Lord, He wants, He doesn't want anybody to be destroyed. He wants you to repent, and He's patient with it. Like, um. I have written down in my notepad in Ezekiel eighteen twenty three. God says, God is telling Ezekiel, "Do you do you think that I like to see wicked people die?" Says the Lord, "Of course not. I want them to turn from their wicked ways and live." So you know, God is slow with anger. He wants to save people. Amen, dude. And many will just choose not to go that route. So, you know, I'm thankful yeah, God didn't destroy the world in whatever night in World War II when some really wicked stuff was happening because, you know, He gives people like me and you an opportunity to share His word and live out His purpose. You know, we might not have existed if God brought down His wrath in 1945, you know. You're right, man. So, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful that he's uh, 
He's patient with the world. Slow to anger, quick to forgive. Yeah. Uh, patient, abounding in love. Mm. Everything that Good we stuff. aren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're the opposite. Almost. Yeah. Like, almost the exact opposite. Antithesis. <laughs> Slow to forgive. <laughs> Slow to forgive for sure. Actually, Quick to get you know, angry. Our, our cancel culture has pretty much been like, you don't forgive. People, yeah, you if don't people forgive. screw up, yeah, if people screw up, they're done. You know, yeah, it's over for them. So yeah, imagine yeah. It, like it's good. It's a good thing God doesn't do that to us. I know. Crazy. Well, I think we went over a little bit on time, but this was good. That's fine, dude. Um, yeah, thank you, anybody who's listening. Um, we love you. We're glad that we're back on on the podcast. We had to take a little bit of a break. Um, yeah, man. But we're back, and we got some good stuff for you guys, man. I think we're gonna be working on some music, trying to add members to the band. Um, so, yeah, anybody out there, if you could pray for Finding Neverland, man, we really want to keep doing some some good stuff with the podcast and with music. Um, we could use your prayers so and your continued support yeah definitely yeah um but but i also want to reciprocate that support for anyone who needs fellowship yeah like no question that's that's like if if that's you know if that's 90 percent of what i do in this project then that's what i want to do yeah so amen yeah it was something that i i think i said on one of the podcasts was you know you know we want to be a family for um you know people that enjoy metalcore music or enjoy music in general you know um and you know you don't really have to understand everything about god or 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 christ or anything like that you know we want to be here we can we can uh connect through music and see where that goes you know so it's that's a beautiful thing dude yeah cool let me uh close out with a prayer and then uh we'll call it a a friday night a weekend weekend sounds good man Again, thank you guys for listening. Um, close out with a prayer, and then we uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Yahweh God, thank you so much for tonight, um, Father. We're so thankful for these topics that I'm sure you keep bringing to us. Um, just seems to pop up in our brains out of nowhere and and we're just so thankful that it seems like you're you're the one that's that's guiding uh this project the podcast this this band um and we're just so thankful for it um we're thankful for your word and we're thankful that you continue to guide us in learning what your heart is and what you want to do with the world and um i'm thankful that you're you're working you're working right now 
you know, you're doing good things in the world right now. We don't have to just sit around and wait for you. Um, peace can happen right now. Uh, to anybody who's listening, there's, there's, um, there's peace waiting for you through Jesus and, um, he's excited to give it to you. You don't have to live scared anymore. And amen. as believers, we don't have to live in fear and we don't have to not know what's going to happen in the future. Um, but we're just, we're so thankful that God has given us this option, this door that we can come boldly to you, Father, and just um, come boldly in confidence as righteous because of what Jesus has done. Because of the cross, you no longer see our sins. You no longer see the dirtiness and the, um, and the, um, the weakness of the person that we used to be you've given us a doorway and an option and a gate to walk through um that is better than than anything that this world will offer us and so um yeah father i I just thank you for this option of living in peace and living in fellowship with you um because it's the it's the only it's the only way that somebody like me can um can walk boldly through this scary life, uh, this this life that constantly throws challenges at at us. And um, your yeah, your word says that you are with us always to the end of the age. And so, man, I just um, I'm just so thankful for it. So, um, Father, again, I just I pray for anybody um, that's listening to the show or. Um, you know, listening in the future of the show is that they'll, um, they'll see your goodness. They'll hear something. Um, they'll hear something that's different. They'll know that, that, um, you are the way you are the truth and the life. And, um, yeah, father, I just, I just pray that you can continue to, um, show yourself through me and Luke and show yourself that, um, you are the answer to all the problems in the world. Um, not us, not us as people. We don't have to, we're not going to be able to solve these problems that uh, the world keeps uh, causing. You are the one that's going to solve the problems. And we're just thankful to even be a, a part of that plan um, that you're building. So um, thank you, Father. We love you. Uh, we bless you. We thank you. Um, I pray all this in the name of um, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, guys, you. for listening. Thank you for um, showing up tonight. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have uh, another great topic next week. If you want to be a guest, again, we say this every show. If you want to be a guest, you're interested in talking, or if you have questions about scripture or anything like that um come join us on the show or you know message us something like that give us another perspective yeah sure thank you guys so yeah i guess till next week great we'll see you guys we love you
Sounds good. All right.